about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Roses are red, violets are blue, Valentine's Day may have gone, but hey, I've got a podcast for you. It's not quite the same as fizz or chocolates or even a nice dinner date, is it? But hopefully you will find it an interesting listen. Hello, my name is Pete. If you've never dipped into the radio station before, it is dead easy. You can listen online, yourharrogate.co.uk. You can download the free app. You can listen via a smart speaker. And you can get us in the car on DAB2. Also, we have some great competitions. Never mind Valentine's Day. We are all set for Mother's Day now with a takeaway afternoon tea to win. Have a look at the win page of yourharrogate.co.uk. In this particular episode of the Your Harrogate podcast, I've been speaking to a Harrogate lady, Olivia Jackson, who works for Harrogate Neighbours. You'll find out more about them in due course. Olivia is in her final year of her global development degree at the University of York and is planning to visit Ghana next month alongside some of her student colleagues. They're fundraising to be able to go and then they'll be carrying out critical research into global issues affecting people in Africa. So, without further ado... Here comes Olivia. For anybody who's not heard about Harrogate Neighbours, first of all, what do you guys do? We're a care organisation in the Harrogate and surrounding area. We do things like Meals on Wheels for elderly clients, supporting people in any way that we sort of possibly can. We run with uh, volunteers as well, so it's a really important part of the service. They help us keep going and, and doing the things that we, we need to do for the people in the area. And how long have you been involved? Well, I started in 2018, then I went away for a bit and I came back, so three or four years in total, so quite a while, so I know it pretty, pretty well now. What keeps you going in the job? What do you love about it? The people that I work with, they definitely keep me going. Just knowing that we're making a difference every day to everybody's lives and every day is different as well, so every day is exciting and yeah, it's, it's a good place, good place to work. And now, just on the horizon, you've got this amazing trip coming up mm-hmm. to Ghana. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh, and how did it all begin? So I started at the University of York in 2020. So back in the heart of lockdown. So that was my sort of thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to get a degree done. Um, and I thought, what better time to start doing that? So it's called Global Development. We're based in the politics department. So I've, I've always been interested in global issues, things like climate change, poverty, um, especially in developing countries. I have a particular interest in Africa. I went when I was 18 to volunteer and just fell in love with it. And I thought I'd love to get involved with something like this in the future, hopefully as a career. Um, and then I saw the degree and I thought, wow, this is like the perfect course for me. It sounds right up my street. So I applied and I got in and then um, it's just sort of been a developing love and interest in the way that the world works and what we could be doing better. And and then this trip came up and I said, last time I went to Zimbabwe, I thought I need to come back to this continent because it's amazing. And it's just a great opportunity to go back, to do some research, to develop my skills, great for CV and all that sort of stuff. And hopefully it's a, a good investment for, for me, for my future. So that's sort of how it came about. It's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. So what do you love about the continent? It's so culturally diverse. Um, It's obviously had a pretty terrible history um, with sort of colonial times and and everything that's that's happened since. And the people that I met were amazing. And the things that they've been through in the past, I thought it's, you know, it's not their fault. and, And now they've got to deal with this and move forward. I mean, it's also just a beautiful place. Things like safari, if you're lucky enough to go on those sorts of things, it really puts into perspective like the magnitude of the whole place and it's just beautiful and it deserves a lot better than what it what it got 
in history. So it's got a long way to go, but this sort of stuff is the kind of things that we need to be doing in countries like this. We need to be understanding, you know, where they are now and, and where they could be going. And with regards to the climate, first of all, what you experienced when you when you first went out, is it as hot as we all imagine Africa to be? It, it definitely is. Sticky at times as yeah, well, very imagine. humid. But I mean, I'm a sucker for hot weather as well. So I'm, oh, you're fine. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and a tan. <laughs> nice. So when is it taking place, first of all? We fly out on the 20th of March and it's a pretty jam-packed two weeks. So we've only got two weeks there to explore the surroundings, the history and carry out the actual research of interviewing people. So it's going to be pretty jam-packed. Uh, and how is it going to work with regards to that research? Mm -hmm. What are you hoping to gain from it? Well, we're all doing different things. We'll be splitting off in groups, working with the University of Ghana as well. Um, they're going to support with translation and, and producing the projects. But I'm interested in the impacts of COVID, especially with women in um, informal work. You know, there's a lot of cash jobs and everything, and there's a lot of insecurity around that. Um, so hopefully we'll be setting up interviews with people in local areas, exploring, you know, the buildings and the surroundings and how all of that is has impacted or will impact People are interested in climate change. There's a lot of sort of fishing communities on the coastline of Ghana. So there's a lot of impact that's going to be coming with climate change, with sea level rise, with temperatures rising, with heavy rainfall just becoming more and more frequent. Um, so we're hoping to kind of unpack that and understand why this is happening and what communities could potentially be doing to help mitigate the sort of impacts that are going to be happening to them. Were they hit really hard by COVID? Yeah, especially um, women working in informal communities. Um, there's a lot of informal housing, which isn't um, propped up by anything that's secured by the government. People don't own the land that they um, live on. And then also you've got rural communities as well that have been impacted because they've lost links with cities. And then on top of that, you've got climate change, which is also just making everything 10 times worse out there as well. What is their attitude towards climate change? Are they angry towards the West for mm. polluting the world and, mm. and making it worse? Or are they more focused on getting everybody together and, and, and making mm. a difference? That's quite an interesting question because actually when we've been discussing the topics, we've been wanting to actually find out what the attitudes are towards it, whether they think that they just have to deal with it and get on with it or whether they've got some animosities towards the West. Because obviously we know through uh, industrialization, you know, 200 years ago, that's when it all started. And of course, they are a country that is emitting probably the least or one of the least amounts, you know, in the world. Um, so the attitude towards it is quite an interesting one and we definitely would we want to look into that and see what they think because it might not be an immediate concern to them. Immediately they might be concerned that they're not earning enough money, um, they've not got enough housing, they've not got enough food to basically live. Um, so it might not be at the forefront of their mind as to whose fault it is, but those attitudes are definitely something that are really important and that we want to sort of dive into. Yeah, it will be fascinating to see what the findings mm. are at the end of it and do keep us posted on yeah. that, won't you? Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, this is the Your Harrogate podcast. And also whilst you're out there, Olivia, is there anything else that you're hoping to get stuck into with regards to the local community? Yeah, um, we're actually going to work for a couple of days with a local NGO um, that work nationally to uh, collaborate educational facilities to help develop pre-tertiary education for primary school children, for secondary school children to help improve their access and their attainment in education, which hopefully their ultimate aim is to use education to pull these communities and families out of poverty and use that as a route, a route out. 
is it quite sporadic their education are they in school every day you know like we like we know here for example that you get up you go to school you come home is it as regimented as that or is it kind of bit haphazard it's not as systematic i would say as as here there'll be certain areas in more affluent areas if if you you know you live in an affluent area in a community with a family that really pride on education but it is very up and down depending on where you live and and sort of where you come from i think particularly in rural areas as well it's maybe less so as well because families are working on farms um maybe the children are working on the farms as well because they need the income but this sort of really works hard to pull those communities and education centers together to say look this is really important. We need to be building on this. And I think they also work alongside the government as well to try and influence policy. So they are quite national, which would be really interesting for us to learn how those grassroots communities and groups are working to make ultimate change on a higher level through the government. So a trip like this won't come cheap. (laughs) Have you got to raise a certain amount to actually get there? So individually, it's about £2,000 each. But I mean, that covers flights, all our accommodation, all of our food, um, our support from the University of Ghana, translators, um, all the tech that we need to do the research. But obviously, times are quite hard at the moment. So we've got together and thought, what could we do? Um, So we set up a crowdfunder and we thought if we could raise £5,000 that could be split between everybody, then that is sort of, you know, four or five hundred pounds each that would really help to support that. Otherwise, it's just all of us, you know, grinding really hard to work to save the money to contribute towards it. And as I said, times are really difficult for for everyone right now. So we understand that as well as um, in ourselves as well. And where are you at with the crowdfunder? We're nearly at two and a half thousand, which is great. We got some match funding from a couple of um, departments at the university. So they matched 500 pounds that we raised. So we raised about a thousand. So we had that doubled, which was amazing. And we've done a couple of fundraisers at university and and raised quite a bit of money from that, as well as just trying to sort of get it out there on on social media with, you know, friends, family, with colleagues, with, with just sort of everyone in our network. So we might not raise the 5,000, but that is our target. I think if we can get to three, three and a half, then, you know, as a group, especially at the moment, we'd be really happy with it. But our ultimate target is is 5,000. No, you can do split. it. Go on, reach for that five grand. <laughs> I Come know, on, you can I know. Do it. Uh, so if people want to help and donate, where do they need to look for? So we have a Instagram page. It's UOY Global Dev Research. Um, I'm sure we can maybe put that somewhere online because it's maybe not the easiest to understand. Um, but we've got links on there to our crowdfunder, to other social sites. Uh, we've set up a blog as well that we're all contributing to before the trip, during the trip, and then hopefully after the trip when we've found out these things that we can share with people. But the Instagram's the, the focal point and you can you can pretty much get anything on there. So you, you can get a link to the crowdfunder. You'll get some amazing reels when I you're think out so, there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be that'll be very good. Definitely <laughs> get on the real action mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, do you think you'll end up there one day? In in Ghana or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. I think I hope that my my career will take me to all these different places to um, develop myself and my understanding of the world, but also to contribute towards um, the bigger picture. I mean, it, it is a big picture. It's it's a colossal challenge. Um, but I think that if the more of us that are doing this sort of thing, the better, because we can all work together to understand where we've gone wrong and, and what we can we can do to improve the future. Well, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, keep us posted how it goes. Definitely will. Thanks very much for having me. You'll have a game.